Welcome to Your Money on Purpose, a podcast for professional and entrepreneurial women looking to gain clarity and control of their business and personal finances. I'm your host, Donette Palmore, and on this podcast, I am going to be talking to mompreneurs, financial coaches, business owners, CPAs, and everyone in between as we discover ways to give your money more purpose. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Your Money on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Donette Palmore, and today my guest and I will be talking about pleasure, money, and health and how they affect one another and how it also pours out into our business. Um, This is going to be a really fun topic. So let me introduce my guest, Leslie Porter, who has been teaching various styles of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, and has been a somatic counselor for over 20 years. Her superpowers are her empathy, humor, and intuition. She has led retreats and workshops all over California and has been featured in BBC News and USA Today for topics like stress and sleep. She speaks French and loves the people in her life, travel, red wine, and all forms of dark chocolate. Uh, Leslie, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for taking your time to be here with us I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So um, I'm really excited about our topic because these are all very relevant topics that I don't think get talked about enough or very much. like a lot of other topics, but this is also one that gets neglected. Uh, But before we do get into that, Leslie, can you tell us a little bit about your money story, uh, what you learned from it, and how you use it to empower women today? So interesting. I feel like um, my money story is like an ongoing story, right? It's one of the ongoing, right? (laughs) So we're sort of, since I'm midlife right now, it feels like I'm in the middle of my story. (laughs) But to go, right, because I've been working the last 20, 25 years or something, even longer, 30 years, you know, to my first job was when I was 15. So, you know, just to like, go back a little bit, I was thinking about this a lot. Um, I feel that I'm a recovering undercharger. I feel that I have not, there have been these moments in time where I have not valued myself enough. And um, I also feel like I was offering sliding scales to people I should not have been, and I hate the shit on myself, but should not have been offering sliding scales to. Um, I also, you know, being in the world of meditation and yoga, there were moments in time where I would meet people who would say some things like, but you're doing spiritual work, you shouldn't charge for it. Um, and then mm-hmm. I started feeling guilty <laughs> about charging right. for and, um And then I met people who did the opposite, like they charged $10,000 for retreats or something. So, you know, like to find this balance and the value of myself. And I would say in this moment in time, again, recovering under charger, I don't do that anymore. Um, um, and so I, I definitely feel like it, it's taken so much time and work to value my body, myself, my health, to recognize my time is precious and to be even more than yes. survival. Like I need to eat, but I also need to live. Right. So there needs to be right balance of energy, time and money. And I feel that with my clients, um, I don't focus on what you focus on in terms of money with purpose and, and all of that. You're, I'm not a money coach, but notice that because I've strengthened my own energy around income, I see it also with my clients. No one ever complains about my fees anymore, ever. Nice. They never complain. And if they complain, it's very rare. It had, I haven't had anyone complain probably for five years, but the, when they complain or if they do, which is very, very, very rare, it's usually because they're not the right clients. Right. It's not because, you know, I need to decrease. No, it's right, usually right. they're not a good fit to work with me. I mean, I've even had people um, say things about $25 things like that's too much money. I'm just like, no, you know what? 
okay. <laughs> you know, you don't have yeah. to work together. You can be you, I can be me, and it's okay. I just need to continue valuing myself and trusting that I'm in the right place. And again, it's evolving. Always ever evolving. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what do you think led up to that? Like, why would you not want to charge your value? Exactly. Why would you not want to, right? You know, I think it was youth too. I mean, this we're talking my 20s when I was just getting started. And I remember, um, I remember I actually asked, I was working at this place and I I, I literally asked for a, a $1 increase. That's all I asked for. And believe it or not, I got denied. Oh my one dollar increase, and uh, <laughs> you would think like really like a dollar? No, but it was it was really hurtful to me. But there was something about that that pushed me to go. Oh wait, like I see people making more than me, and they actually have less experience than I do, and that pushed me to go. Hmm, let me look at this more, and I had to really really look at myself and my value and my worth. So what do you think played in your mindset with that in undercharging? Which with which part, you know, what played in my mindset? Yeah. What was going through your mind where you were like, I'm under the reason I'm undercharging is because I don't know how to answer that. I'm not sure. I mean, I started becoming an entrepreneur. I started recognizing the importance of things. I started reading books on marketing and entrepreneurship and studying more and got older. I don't know. 25 years so maybe you just didn't know that you weren't charging enough. that way. Maybe you just didn't know that you weren't charging enough. No. And I think I was just like, whatever, I, I mean, I think I was at that point where it was like, whatever I can take, I'm going to get right. Like whatever I get, I'm going to take whatever it is, whatever job I'm offered, whatever, you know, whatever it is. I mean, being, you have so much, you know, your energy level is very different from 20 to like 45. So when right. I was 20 and working and teaching, I mean, I used to teach almost 10 classes a day, you know, what? I could take, you know, whatever I was given to me, I just accept it. Um, So, I mean, I think it was that, like whatever I'm offered now, I realized, I mean, this is years later, but I know I have a choice. I actually can turn clients away. I don't have to work with everyone. And I, I can decide what feels right to me, which I never would have considered probably at 19, 20, 18. So probably experience, right? We learn as we go and we're like, oh, well, I guess I should be charging more. Um, You know, I'm bringing more value. I bring more experience and this will justify to me charging more because really it's an internal battle, right? It's something we battle with ourselves to charge more. And I think maybe women do it more than the men seem to do it. Men seem to be more confident in charging whatever price they charge and women kind of are a little, seem to be a little more reserved in doing that. A couple. So things with that one is um, there was a study, I think it was at Harvard, if I recall, where it was shown that the only way a woman would ask for a raise, because even if she was up for the same job as um, a man in the same cohort, same education, everything, she would actually ask for a little less just to get the job. And then later on, the only reason she would ask for a raise at all would be for someone else like her family or her children or someone. It wouldn't be for her. Mm. It had to be for someone else. The other thing I was going to say is what I noticed, though, is when my prices are a certain fee, like let's say they're like during my cheaper phase, let's call it, you know, my beginning, my beginnings, um, the quality of client is much different than when and like when I had like a more of a sliding scale, much, much different than when I charge maybe a little bit differently. It's, a, it's a, the quality of person is different. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely. value me more because they might you know, they might be paying a little more than before. Yeah, exactly. You'll value a Lamborghini more than, you know, maybe a Hyundai, <laughs> or maybe you won't. I mean, everybody's different, right? Because if they've worked really hard and saved up for the Hyundai, 
they're going to treat it like a Lamborghini. So I think it's more just what do people value and they're going to pay for what they value. 100%. And when we bring, yeah, exactly. So, well, let's dive into our topic on pleasure, money, and health. Mm -hmm. um, these things all intertwine with each other um, and they affect each other, but it also pours out into our businesses um, and our lives. Like all this stuff is touches everything. So do you agree with that? And, and what do you see happening out there? I completely agree with that. And, you know, I was reading about stress hormones and cortisol. And, you know, I think we think of things that, you know, like really working on our stress and really working on our sleep as luxuries, when really they're not luxuries. They're necessities. Mm -hmm. If your sleep or your stress is off in any way, it's really going to affect everything else. It will affect the way you work, who you draw to you, your relationships, what you're eating, what you're drinking, like, it'll affect everything. So one of the things, and, and even pleasure, they were, there was a study that was talking about pleasure and positive states of mind actually enhance the immune system. Wow. Pleasure. That's pretty Yeah. Cool. Pleasure, like, you know, touch, just, you know, connection. Um, yeah. The, the pleasure of vacation maybe, but you know, in our day to day, we can't be on vacation. So how do we bring moments of pleasure in our day to day instead of, I, I think, especially in the U S we work ourselves to death. I mean, people don't even take vacations. I, I had a client once who literally was like, I'm about to go have chem chemotherapy. I'll call you back in an hour. And it's like, um, Hey, like maybe take time <laughs> off, you know, in France, yeah. like two months or three months, even paid vacation in the summer. And they're like, I'm going on vacation. I will call you in two months or something, you know, but in the States we're like, I'm going to have surgery, but I'll always be available for you. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's definitely a different culture here in the U S. Um, and I can get that. I don't like being put down. I don't like being, not being able to do something. Um, so I think I would be the same way. Like I'll call you during my chemo treatment. <laughs> But I think it's more of not because I have to work, but because um, I just don't want to not do anything, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't like being injured. I don't like being sick um, and not being able to do what I want to do. That's really more where it stems from. But I, I get that. We don't take um, you know time out, even if it's like my mornings, I take about three, two to three hours, probably more on the three hour side to do my whole morning routine. Right. And I don't, because I don't want to be rushed through it because I'm once my day goes, sometimes it's a rush, 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 but I need that time to kind of um, get grounded, get my workouts in, get my food in my body right. and get all that stuff going so that I could have a more productive day and be there more mm -hmm. um, for my clients, for my family, for my friends and things like that. So even that could be pleasure, right? Just taking that time out with your morning routine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing, and you know, this goes into where the money ends up, right? How you save what you do. Those stress hormones are literally some of the biggest problems of things like heart disease, you know, different cardiovascular problems. Um, it's, it's really, really interesting. So yeah, I mean, I think it's really important. I have a morning routine. I usually start work, well, I usually start work around nine, but usually with clients, I start with them around 11 or 12, just so I can take the morning to settle in, do my meditation, also work out, make sure I have food prepped for the day and that it doesn't feel crazy. It's the chaos, right? It's the not navigating the stress of that, but also the stress of like pollution. We have a, we have an, we have air pollution here in LA, you know, depending on where everyone's located. Yeah. 
We do have air pollution here. Um, there are pollutants in our food. So, you know, we have to work against all of these different stressors. And then sometimes the stressor, depending on what you do for a living, could be on the outside, right? Someone could be, you know, toxic around you. And if you're not setting boundaries and you're not saying, hey, I can't do that, or that's not going to work for me, or they're not even giving you a space for that, those things need to be negotiated, right? They need to be navigated so that you don't feel like your body is like, uh. So like pleasure in, you know, there needs to be a safe person. Like community is so important. Community of like, you know, that kind of connection and um, feeling good in your skin and, you know, all of those things that make, make us feel good, even almost sexy, right? Like how are you... It's almost like important to seduce yourself, you know, why, right. why out and you to feel good, but it's to feel good in your skin, right? Like, why are you going to eat here? Right. It's to feel good in your skin. And all of that is sexy, right? It's not just the, um, what is it like the, um, I don't, I'm not into like the whole skimpy clothing thing. Cause I think people can glow and that could be a sexy thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's a good point. We have to, you know, feel good in our own bodies and not compare it to other people, but you know, what have our bodies been through? Taking that into consideration, I mean, I've had four kids. <laughs> I'm not going to look like someone who has zero kids, <laughs> you know, and that's okay. Like I've had to become okay with that and get my health, my body healthy so that I could be functioning better for those around me. Um, and I think that's a really hard thing for us here in, especially in oh. Southern California. <laughs> you know, we have Hollywood, we have the supermodels, we have all this stuff and Orange County. That's a whole that's nother, a whole nother culture yeah. there. Um, but really, um, I think also confidence is what makes a woman beautiful. Uh, it's not just what she looks like on the outside because what we are on the inside comes out. And I have seen some very beautiful women that have, are very ugly on the inside and it makes them very unappealing. Oh, yeah. Um, so I can see how that, that will also appear to appeal to our clients, right? The clients that we're drawing in, um, or attracting if we're not feeling our best or feeling good, or any of that, how are we going to draw in somebody? They're going to be like, what's going on with that person? Like, Well, to be fair, I think there's a difference between almost like not being a, a great human being versus someone who's just having a bad day, right? Like you have a bad day, oh, yes, right? Like absolutely. you feel like crap, someone just died or something in your life. And you but you know, as a coach, like you have to put your stuff to the side, you have to I mean, I remember my, my grandmother died and I literally had to go teach a yoga class within hours of it. And, yeah. but I'm really good at putting my stuff to the side. No one knew, no one noticed, right? They, I don't think, I think the, there's a sense of like, you're at a certain age, you know how to navigate, hopefully <laughs> humanity and your experience, your human experience a little bit better. And to me, that's that if I was going to hire a coach, I would want someone who has the experience who understands that we're not going to be good and okay every second. And then um, right. And then also has confidence around that, right? Like there's a sense of like, I'm going to be okay, no matter what is going on. I don't have, you know, I'm, yes. I can, I can stand up to this. I can, I need to embody this. Cause they even said that in this, this story, this, um, the study I was reading, it was actually saying pleasure and all of these things. When you learn to navigate all those emotions and you can um, create more of that pleasure in your day to day, it will prolong your life. It literally said like your life will be prolonged. And then what are you going to do with your money then? <laughs> like, yeah. Is it going to stretch that far? Yeah. Um, so stress is almost killing us. It, that wasn't true, but it really feels like it is. You know, it's it feels like, you know, people, there's so many levels of this, but 
it, it feels like the stress of, I mean, I, I was talking to someone last week and they literally are de-stressing by eating Haagen-Dazs at night. That's their go-to. And you can imagine if you eat Haagen-Dazs almost every night, what it's going to do to your body and then right. your mind and then your mindset. Yeah. And then how you're going to, you know, how are you going to draw clients to you? How are you going to be a good leader when all of that is polluted? So um, I would say in some ways, yes. It, and, and yet at the same time, like, haven't you heard of those people? It's confusing, isn't it? And then there are these people who like smoke for 40 years and they end up living to like 110 or something. And you're like, how on earth does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's super crazy. So what do you think are some things we can do to, you know, show up better to make sure we're having that pleasure um, so that it's, you know, um, we're showing up the best that we can show up, we can um, have pleasure, we can have our health and, and our money. I mean, because if you're sick, you're you're spending a lot of money trying to be better. Um, And you always um, need to pay the piper, right? So we pay him now or we pay him later. And I feel like when we pay later, there's interest due, a lot of interest due. Um, and it ends up costing us a lot more. So what is it that we can do today, like in our everyday lives to get that pleasure? And and really that when I think when we get that pleasure, right, uh, those positive things, those meditations, those whatever it is, it's going to help us to de-stress, which will help us to one, save money in the health wise. Um and be able to function better in our life. And also, I mean, if you, even just with psychotherapy, you probably need less psychotherapy because you're functioning from a better place, right? Your mental health is is better. So I would say things. Right. Um, one is make sure you're doing something, anything every day, whether it's a walk outside, go look at the trees, get away from your computer. Um, if you're someone where the wheels of your bus fall off, if you don't have something fun set up for yourself in the next two weeks or something, make sure you have something fun set up, whether it's like happy hour with your friends or um, a, a road trip. You know, we have in Southern California, we're so lucky you can like drive for two hours and be in somewhere beautiful, you know, do it. it Something like that. Set it up for yourself. Make sure it's set up, whatever that is. I would say make sure you're eating organic food. Make sure your food is clean. Um, Meal prepping. I'm a big advocate of meal prepping just to make life easy, right? None of us have time. Like, just make sure you're there. Like, eat it. Um, I would say deeply learn to rest. For most of us, that is a really big problem, but it affects your cortisol. And whether that means you you hire someone like me to help you figure out how to how to get that to happen, or you just really research it yourself, there are very there are many ways to learn to rest. But we have to remember that productivity and hustling isn't always helpful. And you can actually rest and be in your flow. And sometimes almost I've seen it with people, sometimes they end up making more money because they're not always in the hustle. They're they're taking a step back to actually settle and then come from that more strong, centered, grounded place. So I would do those things. Um, I, I feel like healing from the inside out. I know you talk a lot about mindset. I think that's important because your beliefs really, you know, affect things. So I would say work on your mindset as well. And um, make sure you're moving. Moving is really important. If you don't use it, you will lose it. So you might as well move it. Honestly, there could be pleasure in that, whatever that is. I mean, do you like to dance? Do you like to hike? Do you like to walk, run, do yoga, whatever it is? Not every, there's no one size fits all for pleasure. We're all going to find it in different places, but think non-toxic, healthy pleasure, right? If you're like, oh, but I find pleasure in drinking two bottles of wine a night. Yeah. Not that. Let's talk about like not 
toxic, healthy yeah. pleasure. Right, right. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and and that we can show up better, not just in our personal yeah. lives with our relationships, but in our businesses. Oh, 100%. Um, so we can, you know, make more money or or make it make better choices with our money or, you know, open the nonprofit, whatever it is that we want to do when we're feeling better inside, we could do better outside. Yes. I love it. That's perfect. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do it? The best way is to email me at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, at Leslie Porter, P-O-R-T-E-R.com. Emailing me is great. You can also check out my website at www.lesliporter.com or follow me on Instagram at leslieporter.111. Awesome. And we're going to put all that in the show notes so you guys don't have to worry about um, having to pause or rewind or anything like that. Thank you again for being here, Leslie. This was a great conversation. Thank you everyone for being here. I am your host, Donette Palmore, and I am on a mission to empower you to give your money more purpose so you can live your purpose. If you got value out of this episode, I would be forever grateful if you would leave a review and then hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you again for being here. And until next time, Remember, money is just a tool that we get to use to live out our purpose.